Faith, Hope and Love, episode 277, the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time, also in Australia known as the Celebration of the Sunday of the Word of God, Year B. A message from Archbishop Mark Coleridge of Brisbane. Today is Word of God Sunday, and I begin this homily on the streets of Brisbane. That's because the Word of God was never meant to be shut up within the four walls of a church building. Now there are around 2.8 million people living in this diocese, and about 700,000 of those identify as Catholic. But only about 60,000 of them will hear the Word of God at Mass this Sunday. In his apostolic letter introducing Word of God Sunday, Pope Francis said that devoting a specific Sunday to the Word of God can enable the church to experience anew how the risen Lord opens up for us the treasury of his Word and enables us to proclaim its unfathomable riches before the world. So, on this Sunday, I'll preach, as always, from the Scriptures, but with a special invitation for you all to join me in proclaiming the riches of the Word of God before the whole world. In what we've heard today, St Paul speaks of the good news that's more powerful than all the bad news, even the bad news of death. The good news he speaks of isn't a message, it's not a word in the usual sense. It's the Word made flesh, who is a person, and the person is Jesus, crucified and risen, present among us right now, even here on the steps of the cathedral. He's wanting to be seen and heard. St Paul stresses his responsibility and duty to share the good news and with many others in the church. I too feel the same sense of responsibility and duty. For all kinds of reasons, many people have chosen not to join us in the church. But today, we want to go out and offer the word to everyone, the good news, which is all the church really has to offer. Not to chide, or to condemn, not to cajole or force, not just to get people signed up to the organisation because we need new members, but to share a gift with everyone, especially those who need it most. So we want to invite you to join in sharing the good news of Jesus with everyone in the Archdiocese, especially perhaps those who have been baptised but no longer walk with us. We want to offer all Catholics the priceless gift that's their right as someone baptised into Jesus. We want to offer them the power to rise from their sickbed, like Peter's mother-in-law, to be free of all the evil powers that can hold us down. We want people to know the healing touch of Jesus in a church which, as Pope Francis says, is a field hospital. So all of these seats are for you. In fact, there are seats here for everyone. This is holy ground 
and it's holy ground because here you can see and hear the real living Jesus and together we can come to him just as we are with all our anxieties and ailments, all our wounds and weaknesses, all our quandaries and questions. We want you and everyone to know the joy of being a disciple. Not perfect, but like all of us, a work in progress, on the road with others, following Jesus into the fullness of life. The journey of faith was never meant to be taken alone. It's hard work at times, and pretty well impossible if we go it alone. That's not what Jesus wants for us. He doesn't ask us to do the impossible. He wants us to find sisters and brothers who travel with us, love us, support us, listen to us, advise us, even correct us if need be. That's what the church is meant to be. Not some huge, decrepit organisation with ways that don't speak to my soul and rules that don't touch my life, but a pilgrim people journeying out of darkness into light, the light of Christ's mercy, compassion, forgiveness and healing. On this Word of God Sunday, we're making a call to all Catholics to encounter the Word of God in a new and deeper way. The call isn't harsh or heavy. It's more an invitation than any kind of command. We want to propose, not impose. If you're baptised Catholic but feel estranged from the church, then this call is for you. Perhaps you have friends in the same situation. Well, you could also invite them. The call comes not from us, but through us. Through us from Jesus himself. If it were just from me or from us, then forget it. But the call comes to you from Jesus. It's a call from him, and to him. He calls you to himself, not for his own sake or for the church's sake, but for your sake and the sake of the people whose lives you touch. So join me in inviting anyone and everyone you know to listen to the Lord's voice, which can be hard to hear with all the inner noise of our mind and heart, and all the outer noise of a world full of loud voices, many of them promising life, but delivering death. Each parish and community of the diocese has resources from Evangelization Brisbane that will help anyone hearing these words to get involved. But there are three simple things you can do. First, Sign up for the prayer outreach through the Evangelization Brisbane website, something we can all do to support and encourage those responding to this call to go on the journey of faith. Second, offer yourself as a volunteer to accompany those starting the journey, 
by enrolling on the Evangelisation Brisbane website. We may need 10, 100 or 1,000, depending upon the response we draw. And then third, be a welcoming presence in your community to ensure that new faces are greeted in a warm and friendly way so that in finding you, they will find Jesus. My prayer is that on this Word of God Sunday, the Holy Spirit will move in the life of every baptised Catholic so that in the time ahead, everyone will discover the deep meaning of their baptism and have their lives changed by the encounter with the Word of God himself, with Jesus crucified and risen. Since the pandemic came upon us, I've been listening a fair bit to the music of Leonard Cohen, who's long been a favourite of mine. His seems just the right voice for a time like this, sombre but truthful and in the end hopeful. In one of his songs, Cohen says, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. There's also a crack in everyone. A crack in you, a crack in me. But that's how the light gets in. The light of Jesus, which nothing and no one can dispel. The call to you and to all whom you may know is a call from the light and to the light. Whatever the darkness may be, let the light in and then come, walk with us. On the 1600th anniversary of the death of the great scripture scholar and biblical translator Saint Jerome on the 30th of September last year, Pope Francis announced a new Sunday celebration. Around the world it's to be celebrated, usually on the third Sunday of Ordinary Time, but our local conference of bishops here in Australia have moved it to the first Sunday in February due to our national holiday celebration overlapping it earlier. This celebration will be known and commemorated as the Sunday of the Word of God. The risen Jesus, instructing two disciples on the road to Emmaus, opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. That's Luke 24, verse 45. Christ continues to open our minds to understand the Scriptures in this day and age as well. Also, in this week focusing on the Word of God, has everyone discovered that wonderful gift to the whole church that is the prayer of the church, also known as the Liturgy of the Hours or the Divine Office? This is an official series of prayers and particularly psalms and reading for the different parts of each day. This, of course, is not just for priests and religious, but for all people in the church. This prayer of the church has prayers for seven different times during the day, the Office of Readings for Morning Prayer, Mid-Morning Prayer, Midday Prayer, Afternoon Prayer, Evening Prayer, and of course Night Prayer. 
You can access these prayers by going on to some online services like Universalis. And of course, there are books available with all of the set of four weekly cycles of prayers. This is so we can truly savour God's living word day and night. The book of Job, which we hear in the first reading this weekend, really haunts me. It's a powerful reflection upon the reality of suffering and loss in our lives and the reality of the pain of suffering and loss and death in our lives. Job is a very faithful disciple of God, and he calls out to God in prayer when things are going wrong for him. God is faithful to him, but it does not preserve him from the suffering, tragedy, and disasters of life, which befall him in a massive way. God doesn't give him clear answers to his questions about why there's suffering or death in the first place, but God does something even better than that. He tells Job, trust in me. Trust in my goodness, my justice and care. Never doubt my faithfulness to you and my love for you, even in terrible seasons, particularly in terrible seasons. Never stop trusting in my compassion and love for you, even when you don't understand. In the book of Job, his friends come to support and comfort him. We're told that they sit with him for seven days and say nothing. One of the Jewish traditions is that people who come to offer comfort to a bereaved person or someone suffering should not speak until the mourner speaks. That's actually really good wisdom, for when the friends eventually start speaking, they try to explain and justify why these terrible tragedies have occurred, and they only make Job's suffering worse. In fact, Job is tempted to listen to their well-meaning platitudes and start to doubt God's goodness start to doubt himself. His friends tell him, you must have done something to deserve this. That's very wrong, and we know that's wrong. They should have helped more by staying silent and supporting Job in his grief and depression. God cares very much about Job's condition and wants to heal his broken heart and his smashed dreams. Eventually, God's healing and faithfulness does indeed bring him renewed hope and strength. But even God in his greatness refuses to give simple platitudes or explanations to Job for something that's such a deep, inexplicable mystery of our human condition. Jesus, in the gospel, travels the countryside preaching his message of the kingdom, and enormous crowds of people gather. He teaches them, he heals them, he frees them from their sins, and he releases their burdens. One gets a very strong sense when we hear the gospel today of a sea of need, a vast, continuous, endless line of people seeking help, searching for hope, reaching out for a helping hand. Jesus, aware of the many urgent demands of the crowd there, chooses to move on, to keep moving on. Also, a worldly person might think to themselves, I'll stay in this place. I can't do everything, but I can make a little difference here. I'll help these people. I can live comfortably, having impressed this group of people. And there's more than enough work here in this place. But Jesus is the perfect leader. He's here to serve all, not just some. And he's not here to cement his own situation and get into a good position, but for the good of others. So he must continue on his way, moving once more out of the familiar into the new. It must have been heartbreaking that Jesus couldn't alone have individually touched and transformed each and every person he met. But there was no time, and his mission was urgent. It was vital, and time was extremely short, and his mission was ongoing. 
He leaves behind crowds of people still looking for healing, peace and hope, but he does not abandon them. As Jesus' message spreads to other communities, those people too receive his message and consolidate it, nurture it, allow it to become part of them, abiding deep within them. The Holy Spirit builds on that, in and through the people who hear and respond to this. Lord, give us the strength to leave behind even the urgent when the vital calls us, and help us to know the difference. This is Faith, Hope and Love. worship God and bow low before the God who made us, for he is the Lord our God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, and peace and goodness to you all. Welcome as we gather to reflect upon God's Word on this Sunday of the Word of God and to encounter Christ's presence in His Word and Sacrament. Coming together as brothers and sisters on this Sunday of the Word of God, let us ask the Father's forgiveness, for He is full of gentleness and compassion. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God
Let us pray for God's protection. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Job. Job spoke to his friends. Does not the human being have a hard service on earth? And are not their days like the days of a labourer? Like a slave who longs for the shadow, and like a labourer who looks for their wages, so am I allotted months of emptiness, and nights of misery are appointed to me. When I lie down, I say, when shall I rise? But the night is long, and I am full of tossing until dawn. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and come to their end without hope. Remember that my life is a breath, my eye will never again see good. The Word of the Lord Praise the Lord, who heals the broken-hearted. Praise the Lord, for he is good. Sing to our God, for he is loving. To him our praise is due. The Lord builds up Jerusalem and brings back Israel's exiles. He heals the broken-hearted. He binds up all their wounds. He fixes the number of the stars. He calls each one by its name. Our Lord is great and almighty. His wisdom can never be measured. The Lord raises the lowly. He humbles the wicked to the dust. Praise the Lord who heals the broken-hearted. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me, and woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? Just this, that in my proclamation I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all, 
I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the weak I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Christ took our infirmities and bore our diseases. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As soon as Jesus and his disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door, and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go to the neighbouring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And Jesus went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord If you are ever looking for a symbol of someone who personifies the adage, life is not fair, then you need look no further than our dear, suffering, put-upon friend from today's first reading, Job. He lived an upright and blameless life. He had a loving wife, seven sons and three daughters, and a very large plot of land. He used his wealth and influence to help others. So no one who came to Job's house for help ever left disappointed. However, in a series of disasters, he lost his family, his friends, his fortune, all his possessions. He lost everything except his faith in God. Job himself, along with many others, asks, What has he done to deserve such a terrible fate? Why is he chosen to be God's victim? Now this question 
although very prevalent in Old Testament times, is still being asked today. It was thought then that suffering was connected to a person's conduct, or that they may have been paying for the trespasses of their ancestors. They argued that Job must have sinned, and that he should admit his guilt before God. If enduring this suffering wasn't bad enough, he had others telling him he should repent. God would not do this to an innocent person. In today's reading, we hear Job asking the eternal question, Why me? Even though he pleads with God for an answer, he does not seem to be graced with that answer. Job is familiar to all of us. Even if few of us share his innocence, all of us can share his hurt and anguish. We have all lived through some of his despair, and we ask those same questions. Suffering is still a big problem. Every day we witness poverty, hunger, sickness, injustice, oppression and tragedy, and every day we ask why, often adding, why would God do this? In the Gospels, Jesus did not so much answer why suffering as much as respond to it. He didn't insulate himself from people's pain. As we hear from the Gospel today, he often surrounded himself with those who are physically and mentally ill. He made himself totally vulnerable to the wounded and the sick, yet he did not preach resignation to it. He did not like to see people suffer. And while he did all that he could to make them well again, he used the problem of suffering as an opportunity to show them what God is like. By the way he gave himself to the sick, he reveals to us the compassion of God in the face of human suffering. It's often very confronting for us to have to see those who suffer and feel helpless to make an end to that suffering. Now, while it's no easy thing, while we cannot always relieve the suffering, we can in some way share it. While we come to those who suffer with empty hands, we can use those hands for comforting. We can help someone to heal, but not necessarily cure them. If only those around Job had thought to help him with his difficulties, instead of adding to them with their accusations, then he may have found a strength within himself to manage his life better. Often within our prayers for the suffering, we ask God to fix it. We forget sometimes that Jesus himself went down that lonely and narrow road himself. We should take comfort that Jesus followed that road to the end, and it has never been the same for Christians since he travelled it. He showed us that though it might lead to Calvary, it doesn't end there. It ends at Easter where the passion leads to glory. Now let's also pray for those who have to witness that suffering every day. Those nurses, doctors, hospital chaplains, aged care workers, ambulance officers and so many others. These are the ones who are God's compassion in human flesh, God's care in motion. Now while they may wonder as we do, what's the reason for all this suffering? They do not have the luxury of stopping to seek the answer. Like Christ, they know that they must continue to care in case others 
do not. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Like Job, many of us have known times of despair and have sought the healing Jesus offers. We now pray that God will heal everything in our world that is flawed or broken. For the church, that our faith community may be a refuge for the tired and oppressed. Lord, hear us. For the world's leaders, that their hearts will be open to all who suffer and develop practical assistance for them. Lord, hear us. For the sick and all who suffer alone without relief, that they may know Christ's healing touch. Lord, hear us. For the ministers of the gospel, that they may recognise their weaknesses and find strength in Jesus. Lord, hear us. For a deeper respect and understanding of God's holy word. Lord, hear us. For the dead, especially those for whom we now pray. And those who grieve for them, that the hope of resurrection in Jesus will support them. Lord, hear us. Gracious God, hear us in our time of need. Heal our ills. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. 
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O Lord our God, who once established these created things to sustain us in our frailty, grant, we pray, that they may become for us now the sacrament of eternal life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with a company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. To you therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ your Son our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis our Pope and Mark our Bishop and his assistant Ken and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you, for them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogenus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, 
all of you and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life, and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them, as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants, who have gone before us with the sign of faith, and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Let them thank the Lord for his mercy, his wonders for the children of men. For he satisfies the thirsty soul, and the hungry he fills with good things. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. O God, who have willed that we be partakers in the one bread and the one chalice, grant us, we pray, so to live, that made one in Christ, we may joyfully bear fruit for the salvation of the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone, and I hope you have a wonderful and grace-filled week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high.